Welcome to Capital Link's company presentation series. Welcome to Capital Link corporate presentation webinar series. Uh, in this series, senior management of listed shipping companies provide an update on their operations, business development, strategy, and sector outlook. I'm Nicholas Bornois, president of Capital Link. Capital Link is an investor relations firm also active in event and conference organization. We work with several private and publicly listed companies, including companies featured in this webinar series. As noted in our disclaimer, these presentations are purely for informational and educational purposes. They do not constitute investment advice or advice of any kind, and Capital Link bears no responsibility for them. Today, we have with us the senior management of uh, 10 Limited. Uh, we have with us Dr. Nicholas P. Tacos, the founder, president, and CEO of 10. We have Mr. George Saroglu, the chief operating officer. We have Mr. Harris Kosmatos, corporate development officer, and Mr. Apostolos Tsirakis, who is the uh, strategy and corporate development officer as well. Uh, the whole session is 45 minutes. We will start with a brief slide presentation followed by a live Q&A session. Please submit your questions through the Q&A button at the bottom of your screen. Uh, please include your company and name. Uh, and uh, alternatively, you can email your questions to us at webinars at Capital Link. Thank you for joining us. And now I will turn the floor over to Mr. Nikos Chakos. Dr. Chakos, please go ahead. Nick, uh, thank you, and uh, you know, belayed Happy New Year to to everybody, and uh, hopefully uh, for a much uh, safer and healthier year as we as we go forward. Uh, it uh, hopefully very soon we will be able to be with you and visit uh, all of you in uh, the United States and uh, around uh, and in Europe to see our, our shareholders. Uh, hopefully the, the days are, are are becoming. And with that, I will ask. Uh, uh, our uh, chief operating officer to give us uh, uh, an introduction of, uh, of the company's developments. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Let us uh, start with uh, slide number three in our presentation. As you can see, this is uh, the evolution of the company since uh, our inception in 1993. We have uh, gone uh, from four vessels to a pro forma fleet of 71 vessels currently. We have built uh, an operating uh, model that is crisis resistant. And uh, in this, uh, since 1993, we have been through good and bad markets. And uh, one of the characteristics of the company has been that we managed to grow the company regardless of where we were in the, the cycle. And we have faced, uh, this slide shows that we have faced four major uh, crises. The Far Eastern uh, crisis of 96-97, the 9-11 crisis between 2001 and 2002, then uh, the credit crisis of 2008-2009 and uh, the COVID crisis. Every time the company faced a crisis, we came out of the crisis stronger with uh, a, a, a bigger fleet, with uh, a, a better performance. And if you look, uh, since inception, we have grown the company on average 15%. Uh, 
the next slide, uh, slide number four, shows you the fleet as it uh, stands uh, right now, and it's uh, divided. Uh, it's and it's uh, divided uh, into the various uh, sectors that uh, we operate. You see that we have uh, 52 crude carriers. Uh, uh, from uh, the biggest uh, of uh, the, the asset class, the VLCCs, all the way down to the Panamax. We have uh, two, v, uh, two VLCCs, 14 Suez Maxes, 19 Aframax uh, tankers, seven uh, uh, LR Aframaxes that are capable of uh, carrying both uh, products uh, and uh, uh, crude. And this is why they are denoted by the green color and 10 Panamax tankers, again, being able to uh, try to move both crude and uh, products. Then we have uh, 12 vessels uh, currently fully dedicated in product uh, trades at the moment, six Handimax and six handy size uh, tankers. And then we have uh, a specialized fleet of EP2 uh, shuttle tankers and LNG. We have three LNG vessels in the water. We took delivery of our last uh, LNG uh, last week. We put out a press release with uh, the accretive charter uh, of uh, this uh, vessel, the Tenergy called uh, LNG vessels. And then we have uh, four uh, DP2 shuttle tankers, which uh, operate uh, in uh, offshore oil fields. The fleet is very much uh, versatile. Very diversified, as, as, as George, uh, George says. I think we have uh, uh, 29 vessels that, are in the, uh, that can trade products. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, 35 vessels that are specifically crude traders. And of course, the seven vessels are LNG and are our DP2 vessels. And uh, we have... Uh, an employment mod model that uh, enables us to be able to cover our expenses and uh, and uh, leave the upside in our various contracts uh, of, of profit sharing. And uh, as you see, the vessels that we have with the dark blue in this presentation are on fixed time charters, the light blue, they have profit sharing arrangements and, and the uh, vessels in red are the one, ones that are taking advantage or hopefully will take advantage of the, of the spot market uh, when it comes. So we are positioning, uh, I would say, the fleet in a way to be able to uh, have a very first-class clientele. We are doing much more industrial shipping, long-term contracts. We actually build whatever our clients are requiring us to build, all based on employment, which is accretive and has a profit-sharing uh, arrangement. Uh, we have been, uh, I would say, very proud uh, to increase our uh, relationships with uh, many of uh, the first-class charters, like Chevron, like Equinor, just recently, uh, by, uh, and of course, with uh, companies like Trafigura, in recent months where we have signed long-term employments with a minimum and a profit-sharing arrangement. This uh, gives us the, uh, we are able at least to maintain our, our cash uh, flow positive by covering all our expenses, which means uh, 
our operating expenses, our interest, our depreciation, our GNA through our time charters. And uh, if the market and when the market is positive, uh, then all our profitability comes, I would say, from, from, the, uh, from the profit uh, uh, splits or from the sp spot vessels. Uh, just uh, to look at it as we speak today, uh, every every thousand dollars of increase in the vessels that we have on the spot uh, on an annualized basis almost will will add half a dollar to our bottom line. One of our first obligations, of course, uh, is to significantly enhance our our uh, balance sheet, and what you will see here is that we have reduced uh, close to $400 million our bank debt. And having uh, by also, in addition, we have repaid two our, our, of our preferreds. So the company, through our long-term employments, we are building, or at least we, we are continuously uh, using the cash uh, to reduce our obligations and, 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 and this way enhance our bottom line. Well, these are some uh, uh, historical uh, uh, data going back to almost uh, more than 15 years. And you see that uh, we have always tried to be conservative, kept our debt in uh, always around the 50 or even under the 50%, even in today's uh, where the market conditions are not uh, the way they have been. Well, these are our nine months results. I would say that uh, for 2021 has been one of the poorest markets in recent history for, for tankers. Uh, the, the last quarter has been, uh, we have seen a correction in that. Uh, however, the company has maintained strong balances, reducing debt and not actually growing the fleet significantly with the addition of, uh, of our LNG, which just, uh, as George said, joined our fleet last week. Uh, we believe that uh, 10 is a, is, is a very good buy. Uh, I, I am, uh, we believe that the company right now is uh, valued uh, in distress levels, although the company is on, on a growing mode. And uh, we are one of the oldest companies been public in New York. Uh, we will be celebrating our 20 years uh, very soon, uh, sometime in February. Uh, we have a, a very, very long-term employment going forward. We have 1 billion of minimum secured revenues over the next three and a half years. Uh, we are very diversified. We are growing the fleet. We are selling older tankers. We, we sold 10 tankers in the last 18 months. And we have uh, expanded by the same amount of ships, with the majority of them of being of the dual fuel green technology. Uh, the the uh, management and the major shareholders uh, own uh, around the 40% uh, uh, of, of the company. We have never sold the share. We're always buyers of, of our shares. We try to, here to keep uh, a very on-hands management, keep operating expenses, uh, as low, which every dollar counts in, in the difficult markets. Uh, utilization is very, very important, important for us. So we believe that overall right now, uh, 10 is a very attractive uh, uh, proposition for, uh, for yield and value investors.
And uh, perhaps, Harry, you would like to talk a little bit about how the market is overall, which I didn't touch on. I mean, we are looking at a market which is well balanced. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Nikos. Uh, yes, I think we are, uh, as I keep saying, uh, taxing on the runway ready for takeoff. Uh, the market the market fundamentals are very uh, favorable to, uh, uh, for the owners. Uh, we are currently at uh, an almost 25-year historical lows when it comes to the new buildings. And historically, it was a new building, the oversupply of vessels that uh, destabilized the market. So today we are looking at an under 8%, probably close to 7% order book that uh, will uh, come into the fleet over the next three years, when at the same period, almost double that number will exit, will depart the fleet uh, either through uh, obsolescence, through uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, vessels been uh, been scrapped and actually we have seen an uptick in, uh, in uh, scrapping and uh, with all these uh, new environmental regulations uh, coming into force, we do expect an acceleration in, uh, in the scrapping uh, level. So uh, over the next uh, few months, uh, uh, two or three quarters, we do expect these to, uh, uh, to, to begin to show in, uh, in um, uh, in terms of uh, charter rates available, both on the TC, on the, the time charter, the long-term uh, market, uh, and also in the spot. Uh, today, uh, we are still suffering industry-wide uh, from the impact of, uh, of COVID, the lost barrels uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, left uh, the market uh, because primarily uh, of the lack of demand and, uh, and the lack of flying. Uh, the demand is coming back. Uh, we are seeing uh, increasing levels of, of, of uh, demand. Uh, the uh, EIA to, uh, today expects uh, record uh, demand uh, uh, to, uh, to be achieved uh, within by the end of, uh, of, uh, of the year. And uh, we are slowly, gradually seeing uh, airlines coming back into the fray and that uh, translates into more uh, uh, fuel oil, uh, jet, uh, jet fuel, uh, that uh, it's what it's currently missing. Uh, during the COVID, the initial part of the COVID crisis, we lost approximately 10 million barrels, uh, 10, 12 million barrels uh, of oil. Uh, we have gained almost half of that. Uh, so we are now in the process of uh, getting the other half back or probably less than that. Uh, we, we do expect eventually OPEC to start releasing more oil uh, into the market. And obviously that will, uh, will mean more, uh, uh, more barrels to, uh, that will go into, uh, uh, into ships. So, Harry, I, I, you know, as I said, the, the environment with which we operate is getting better. I mean, if you see what uh, we have, the three major uh, shipping uh, segments uh, have been differently affected uh, by what we're seeing. Uh, the tankers were positively affected for the first six months of uh, 2020 when everybody was storing oil. Uh, in view of the of the pandemic, and that's where we enjoyed a good run. The container market uh, for the last year has actually outperformed uh, most of the markets historically uh, by uh, the uh, I would say ordering uh, the of uh, of uh, of goods around the world and the huge delays caused by the pandemic. So we are seeing a market that uh, has uh, actually uh, gone from uh, uh, almost tenfold in many, many cases uh, of, of, of returns. And we, we saw this in share prices. We saw share prices have gone tenfold in the majority of the container, uh, of the container market. Uh, the dry cargo market has a steady growth. 
over that period. Uh, I would say healthy rates uh, and, and steady growth. And the and, and tankers are, uh, you know, waiting to happen. We, we do not expect tankers to, well, we, it, you never say never, but we don't expect tankers to our surprises to tenfold, but I think to double from where they are, it's, it's the last uh, that we can do. I know we cannot make uh, predictions, but this is a, just a feeling we have uh, looking of uh, what uh, Mr. Kosmato said, as soon as the world starts returning, well, let's hope that this, uh, this Omicron is going to be one of the last uh, strong viruses that we would be we would be facing, and the world will be coming back to normal uh, normalization. And we we are seeing uh, a good and strong indication of major oil companies uh, taking ships for a long period of time, long charters going forward. Uh, so I believe that uh, we are uh, the next. Uh, mover inflation which is around us is always very positive uh with uh, with with for shipping also uh, and uh we are at this uh, at this stage and with this i would like to open the floor and uh, ask uh, answer any any ideas or any questions thank you uh dr chakros i would like to uh remind everyone that uh, you can submit your questions through the Q&A button at the bottom of the screen, or you can email your questions to us at uh, webinars at capitallink.com. So we already have uh, a number of questions submitted. Uh, so I'm turning it over to the management team to uh, reply to them. Thank you. I think uh, the question goes, you have recently entered the dual fuel space through your ordering of uh, four Aframax Stangers. Do you see more investments from 10 on that uh, front or will you hold until you these vessels will, will work out? Well, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a very uh, good technical question. And uh, uh, we would not have taken the step to order the dual fuel uh, vessels without uh, the long employment uh, provided by this first class charter. So, uh, but uh, our intention is from now until 2030 to be able to have the majority of our fleet uh, in in uh, in much greener technology and what and of which what the only thing that exists today of that technology is the dual fuel. And uh, you know, I want to go back, uh, George. Do you think you can you can take us back to a slide where we had uh, George talked about uh, the companies? Four, uh, four crises so far. I think it must have been one of the first slides because uh, by giving a, a small uh, example of, uh, of what had happened there. That's fine. Thank you. Thank you, George. So here you see that uh, when the company started in 1993, started with four older uh, single uh, single tankers, and uh, that was exactly the period of time that the OPA 90, the legislation of, of all vessels, had to be double double by uh, as close to to to, to, to the millennium uh, was uh, was implemented, and that's uh, when we uh, 
changed the company around. We grew a significant fleet. We have almost built every ship that you see in our fleet, in our fleet list has been built by us, uh, for us and uh, for our clients. And I think we are going, and we have made uh, by, by the millennium, we were able to have a, a full double, double fleet. Uh, I think we are looking to do the same. That was a change on the actual hull design of the ships that has made the industry much, much, much safer. And we are looking to accomplish the same, starting with a dual fuel technology by 2030. Next question. Today you announced the delivery of the third LNG carrier with a five-year employment to a major end user. You indicated the charter has the, daily, the ability to capture the upside of the current strong market. Do you expect this firmness in rates to continue? And if so, shall we expect more LNG investments from 10 in the near future? If the firmness continues, will you order speculatively? Again, I think that's a strategic question. We are a diversified fleet. We have been one of the first companies that uh, of the that uh, has entered uh, our, our first new building in 2007, uh, LNG carrier. However, we have not uh, being a diversified company. We have not uh, over expanded in this very interesting segment, mainly because of the technological changes. And I usually jokingly say that. Uh, uh, technology in in LNGs change, changes quicker than my iPhone or our iPhone. So I, I still have the same iPhone I had, uh, you know, five years ago. Although five years ago, uh, the technology in in the LNG segment has significantly significantly changed. The short answer is that yes, we will be expanding further in that segment as we go forward, and uh, we might you might see us. Uh, expand uh, with a couple of spe speculative uh, orders if if the market uh, allows when the market allows next question next question the company has been known for its more conservative approach when it comes to chartering the vessels the majority of the fleet was uh, employed on time charters while a small uh, part of it operated in the sport market. Uh, today, we see this partner uh, have, have been reversed and quite a few vessels are in the spot or profit sharing provision. Is that because you expect the market to rebound strongly immediately? And if so, when or well, why is that? Uh, well, uh, I think uh, this is a, it's a question and an answer at the same time, yes. We expect that the market will rebound, and we hope that the it, it is, uh, I, as I said, the last market that has not been positively affected from uh, the normalization of, of where we are. And we would like very much uh, to have the ability uh, to have the vessels out there. However, we are there to charter ships at a lower minimum rate and have the upside uh, profit share arrangements as we have done in uh, at least five vessels in the in, in the last month. Okay. <clears throat> the question, yeah. 
then I agree that TNP is selling uh, at distress uh, uh, pricing levels. So why did the company sell common stock uh, in the market uh, in in the market that year? Well, uh, again, that's a that's a very very good question, and uh, it is obvious that. Uh, uh, when the, the time that you want to invest in cheap assets is the time that the market is poor. Because if the market is very strong, the assets are very expensive. So that's when you have to try and balance your decision and, uh, and decide to understandably sell some common stock at, uh, at, uh, at lower levels to raise the equity to make the investment. Uh, that will carry the company in in the next uh, in in the next period. So uh, you know we 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 would love to raise uh, you know stock at twenty five dollars, and we were not not far away about three or four years ago. We were close to that levels, but uh, you know when we see an opportunity, uh, we might raise a small amount of 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 uh, of, uh, of equity to invest in new technologically advanced uh, vessels. And then uh, how comfortable you feel with your cash position in case the market recovers in 2023, ATM continues even at current levels. Thank you. Well, as I said, the ATM only takes care of, of specific, uh, of specific uh, transactions and, and not uh, on a continuous basis at these levels. Uh, and uh, our cash position, which I think we must have ended the year close to the 140, around 140 million, is I have always been uh, very conservative in keeping um, our cash because I believe that that's when you need it is when opportunities when the opportunities arise. So uh, we always want to maintain significant cash. I would say for any operating company, the 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 cash uh, you know the normal cash is is approximately anywhere between half a million dollars to a million dollars per vessel. Uh, we are a little bit more uh, conservative than that, and uh, and we are usually doubling doubling that up. These these are the the, the questions uh, we have, Nick, and. Uh, we we would like to we would like to take this opportunity uh, again to to thank you for organizing uh, this uh, keeping us at least uh, open to uh, to, our, to to our shareholders and, and to the market uh, congratulations for what what you're doing for the industry and hopefully very soon we will be able to do this uh, face to face we believe, I, I, I strongly believe, believe that the worst is behind us and that we are going to be all uh, facing a healthier, uh, first of all, uh, a healthier for everybody, but a, a financially healthier also, uh, 2022 uh, for the industry. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Dr. Chakos, and uh, to the rest of the, uh, of the team. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you with us. Congratulations for the delivery of your uh, LNG. Yeah.
Carly, you wanted to say something? No, no, just uh, I'm seeing uh, another question that just came in. Uh, if we're buying more ships, I think Nikos has uh, more or less answered that. Uh, the answer is depends on our clients. If our clients have needs, uh, we will not buy ships, we will, we will build ships. We will build ships against long-term contracts, accretive contracts, as we have done on the LNG, uh, the Aframaxes, uh, and, uh, and uh, some crude carriers uh, of the recent past. So uh, when an opportunity arises, and this is how uh, we have uh, achieved this uh, diversity on the fleet, uh, because effectively it answered the questions of our clients. They wanted a, a series max, we built a, we built a series max for them. They wanted a fleet of Aframaxes, we built Aframaxes. Uh, they wanted uh, you know, dual fuel, we built dual fuel vessels. In the future, they want VLs, we're going to build VLs for them. So. Uh, yes, the answer is uh, dependent on the, the client needs, the company will grow. And, uh, and, and as long as the returns are accretive, of, of course. course. Of course. We are not, not, not a ship building company, we, we are a, a, a ship owner company. As Harry says, we are looking to accommodate hand with hand with the major end users uh, the progress of our company. So we are much more of an industrial model of shipping uh, rather than uh, the typical spot trading company. Because Thank you, you very much. much. You have been very well known uh, also from your intertanko years for uh, trying to steer the industry uh, against speculative ordering and exactly to order based on, uh, on contracts with clients. I think you are well known for coining the phrase, gentlemen, keep your pens in your pockets. Um, don't uh, sign new building contracts unless we have uh, a specific uh, need for them. Exactly, and we, 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 have, we, we have followed in our company, at least, at least in our company, we are following that, that example. And I wish everybody again, and, and hopefully we can see much, much uh, uh, better days uh, and better sell prices uh, very soon. Uh, as a reminder, this uh, presentation will be available uh, for replay, so we will be making it available to everyone who would like to see it again. And thank you for being with us. Uh, it's been a great uh, presentation and a great discussion. And congratulations again for the third LMG. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.